5: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
6: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
7: Happy Saturday morning, everybody. It's Jason McIntyre here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free... Rate, Quote. Oh boy. NBA Finals in full swing. Bit of an upset in game one. But uh, folks, today is a special day. I don't know if you were aware. It's a big one. Today marks the three-year anniversary of me, yes, moving from outside Philadelphia out here to sunny Los Angeles. Three years ago today. Right. I had spent my entire life basically in the Northeast. You know, I did go to like an internship one summer in North Carolina and I traveled a bit with the family, but I'd spent my whole life in the Northeast. And I got this call to adventure to, you know, an opportunity to do TV on FS1, move my radio show out here to the studio. And uh, I couldn't turn it down. You know, there were some concerns, right, moving across the country, leaving everything and everybody you'd known, strange new city, new job, new people. But it was exciting. Right. It's been exactly three years now. The journey has been awesome. Some unexpected bumps in the road. I will not get into here. Uh, Some challenges we did not foresee. You know, in life, you've got to make difficult decisions, right? You have to weigh the alternatives, the pluses, the minuses. My parents taught me way back when I was picking a college. Jason, you got to make a pros list and you got to make a cons list. And so deciding to move out here to L.A. for TV and radio, actually doing it, you know, it's been thrilling and frustrating, a lot of fun, and I'm going to be here for the foreseeable future. We love it out here. And what's funny is the timetable of my personal situation – actually lines up with that of a gentleman by the name of Kevin Durant, the best player in the NBA. Yes, that is still true. Just because somebody misses six games and Kawhi Leonard has a really good four-game stretch against the Bucks, we need to stop crowning a new best player in the NBA every week. I will get to Game 1 and the NBA Finals, obviously, shortly. Just want to remind people, Kawhi Leonard... Game one of the finals against the one of the a Hall of Fame defender and Andre Iguodala, and Mr. Kawhi Leonard was five of fourteen shooting. Uh, Gavin, we will not be seeing an output like that from Kevin Durant anytime soon, assuming he returns, but I digress. So I happen to move to LA three years ago today, but you guys know what happened two days before I moved, right? The Warriors rallied from a three to one deficit to beat the Thunder tremendous series and it was funny gavin cuz i i refu- my wife's like we got to cancel cable we got to pack i'm like i'm not packing the TVs <laughs> uh, uh, there's no way i'm canceling cable i've got to watch this series and i was able to watch clay make 113s um, now, of course, by the time I get out here and I am that loser guy when I'm moving, the number one priority is when are we getting cable? Like, I, I can't miss the big games. I I, I like watching television. Um, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I missed it all. But I, I, I need that. So I set up cable well in advance and I was able to get it for the entire series out here. Um, I'm not that guy, Gavin. You know that dude, your friend, who moves into his new place and he doesn't have cable for like two weeks.
8: Oh, yeah. There's no way I could do that. That's my neighbor because I can Uh, see into their – they always leave their blinds open and the TV is just unplugged,
7: just sitting there. uh, No way. I could never do that. So uh, I get this call to adventure out here. I come out here. I get to watch the thrilling finals. The Warriors lose in seven. And it just so happens that Kevin Durant had a decision to make on July 1. And he, like me, had a call to adventure. He said, I want to go play in a winning system. I want a point guard who distributes the ball, right? And Kevin Durant made the decision to come to Golden State. I feel like it was the tough decision. It's easy to say, oh, I'll just stay. Okay, see, I've been here for eight years. Let's just run it back. That's easy. It's tough when you know you're going to be the most hated player in the NBA. You're going to be known as the guy who, quote, unquote, ruin the NBA by all these dopes out there who call themselves media members who are openly cheerleading for Kevin Durant to leave the Warriors, which is sad and pathetic, but we won't go there. Um, And now Kevin Durant, three years later, as I'm celebrating my three-year anniversary here moving to L.A., Kevin Durant is sitting here waiting. I got a big decision to make. And as he's weighing that decision, I feel what's happening in these finals potentially could change his mind. Folks, Raptors win game one, Gavin, I could say handily, right? They didn't trail for a second in the second half. Uh, the Raptors won that game considerably easily. I mean, we, we didn't see much pushback. The Warriors, I believe, cut it to three. But Toronto was in control of that game, and it was clear to anybody with a pulse that this show has been dead right for two weeks now. The Golden State Warriors need Kevin Durant. There's no debate about that anymore, right? It's fun to joke and say, well, they're 31-1. and And I have been—a lot of guys waver. You know, you change your opinion like you change your shirt. You change your pair of socks. And I just—I don't operate like that. I have been steadfast that I did not care about the 31-1 and stat. And Gavin and I have gone back and forth on this show, on text message— I've just been steadfast. They need him. I think 31-1 and 1 is irrelevant. What happened in Game 1? Raptors come out, and the guy who Kevin Durant would have guarded, Pascal Siakam, who probably 5 million people watching that game had never heard of. Pascal Siakam has a career game. does He makes 11 straight shots. I think he had 32 points, and the Raptors win. So I'm going to ask you, as you're driving your kids, you're chauffeuring them around this weekend to sporting events, you get in an early beach trip. Folks, when you watch what happened in Game 1 and you extrapolate that to this series, Kevin Durant may return for Game 3, may return for Game 4. What if he returns and saves the day? What if the Raptors win tomorrow night, go up 2-0, and Kevin Durant needs to return to save the Warriors? Because I think we can all agree. Durant at about 90% and the Warriors probably are not losing this series. I, you know, you could have made the argument with Kevin Durant, fully healthy, Warriors sweep this team. I mean, they swept LeBron last year. They beat an awesome LeBron team 4-1, two years ago. Um, and you've got to wonder, Kevin Durant's thought process for a week there, All and all these meatballs, and I wish, you know, this is a weird thing I do, folks. Um, I, I don't know if you're in the same boat as me, but I've never been that guy and this is going to sound weird, Gavin. I've never been that guy who consumes other sports media, right? I don't really listen to uh, the Bill Simmonses of the world. I don't really watch uh, PTI or any of these shows. I re- I, I'll i scroll through the clips I see on social media, but I don't really consume a lot of other people's sports opinions, and I find it better that way, uh, you know. For so, for whatever reason, maybe it's the way I'm wired, but if I know all these people are talking about a topic, I'm going to talk about. I don't want my thoughts to you to be impacted by what the other guys are saying, so I mostly tune them out. You know, Stephen A. Smith. Some of the stuff that goes viral, you can't help but see it, but by and large, I don't know what his opinions are. Some people will text me, "Did you see what Stephen A. Smith said?" Yes, I'll see that, but I'm not on a daily. Or or weekly basis, watching or listening. This morning, I told Gavin I'm driving in and I happened to turn on the other, uh, our rival radio show. Uh, Now, normally I listen to podcasts, but I couldn't find one. I was fumbling this morning, you know, very groggy. Uh, uh, It was not sunny in the morning. And I turn on the other radio show and the host, who seems like a good guy, I've never met him. He is openly campaigning. The NBA is going to be a better place when Kevin Durant leaves. We need this parody. And I'm just Stunned. People are actively rooting against Kevin Durant. They want him out of Golden State for parity. I mean, my question: when you guys hear that stuff, ask the person whoever says it. Hey, so do you? Uh, so you champion socialism then, right? Is that is that your thing? Because you want you want every uh, you want uh, everybody gets a college education, soda uh, for everybody in the cafeteria. Everybody gets this. Everybody gets that. I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I like dominance. I like what the Warriors have done. The NBA's in a better place because of Kevin Durant. We'll touch on the ratings later. But Game 1, by the way, were rock bottom for the, first, for the last 10 years, the worst TV ratings. Yes, Toronto doesn't count in the ratings. But that's neither here nor there. The interest level, I'm sorry, across America. The Toronto who? Uh, oh, Kawhi Leonard, I've heard of him. Yeah, he doesn't really give interviews or talk. Um, who else is on that team? Folks, that's the reality among basketball, the casual fans. That's where we are. Kevin Durant, everybody knows this guy. He is a known commodity. He is an utterly dominant player, one of the greatest 15 players ever. So I happen to look this up. All these meatballs who were yelling, they don't need Durant. I, I couldn't actually find individual people to call out That might have been, maybe that would have been better, Gavin. I didn't go deep and look, you know, you have to search for their names and their videos. I'm not watching all these people's takes. But I did find three interesting headlines. May 15th in the San Francisco Chronicle, of all places, are the Warriors better without Kevin Durant? The San Francisco Chronicle, who's watched the Warriors build the best dynasty in NBA history, Asks, are the Warriors better without Kevin Durant? That's just dumb. Two days later, NBA.com. Are you ready for this? May 17th, NBA.com. Warriors miss Kevin Durant. But do they need him? Folks, this is the nonsensical garbage that's been out there for two weeks. There's zero, zero credibility to it. And this one's bad. May 27th, ESPN. The real reason Golden State thrives without Kevin Durant thrives. There's that 31 in one nonsense again, folks. I I can't I can't hammer it enough. All of a sudden, everybody who's been saying Kevin Durant to the Knicks forever. All of a sudden, we've got a situation where, whoa. If Kevin Durant comes back and saves the day, ain't nobody going to say they don't need him. Is there a case for Kevin Durant to stay in Golden State if he comes back and saves the Warriors' bacon? Now, what if he doesn't come back and they lose? I don't know, Gavin. I think the sweep for Raptors right now is plus 4,300 if you're interested. You're not interested. I'm staying away from that. Okay. Uh, Let's say Durant doesn't come back and they lose in five. What's the situation for Kevin Durant? We've got a compelling narrative building. Well, they need him. They, they need Kevin Durant. Well, he, he can't just up and leave, right? Folks, I have been steadfast in this. You guys have laughed at me. It's not my prediction. It's my hope. My hope is I want Kevin Durant to stay on a one plus one. I do not see a four-year deal for Kevin Durant to stay in Golden State. Now, I do radio shows throughout the week. A guy in the Bay Area had me on this week, and I said a one plus one makes the most sense. And he said, oh, No! He's a Bay Area guy. Well, you don't want to deal with this again next year. I said, excuse me? You don't want to deal with possibly four straight championships just for some noise on some TV and radio and web? Yeah, Don't tell me you don't want Durant signing a one plus one. I think that's the best case scenario. And, and just to clear up uh, some interesting stuff reported by Rick Bucher. He's Bleacher Report. He does some TV at FS1. He said Durant was selling his Bay Area place. Now, everybody knows Durant has two Bay Area places. Um, He's got one by the old arena, and he's got uh, kind of on the outskirts, and he's got a new one downtown next to the new arena, which he purchased, I believe, a year ago. Now, all the Warriors, well, the core players, the guys who are sticking around, will be having places near the new arena because traffic, of course, in the Bay Area is awful. I wouldn't read much into Kevin Durant selling his other place. Now, listen, of course, there is exactly one month to free agency. We could, and I told Gavin this, we could open the show for the next four weeks with Kevin Durant because he's the biggest story in the NBA. I know Gavin loves Kawhi Leonard and thinks Kawhi has been the best player in the postseason. Maybe we'll debate that. Steph Curry has something to say. But I still believe Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA, and he swings everything massively. If he stays in Golden State, I want to see history. And yeah. I'm very fired up for it. Kevin Durant's got a big decision. Uh, and, and and I know it's a little presumptuous to say, Jason, you're linking yourself to Kevin Durant because three years ago you moved out here. And, and, and three years ago he moved to uh, to Golden State. That's a little silly. But I, I want to frame it in the bigger picture in life is you got a tough decision to make. Think it all over. Think about every aspect of it. I, I'm very happy with my decision. Durant's got to be thrilled with his, and now he's got another one to make. All right, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, it's been another bad week for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I think the word, the buzzword here, has to be embarrassing. Okay, you've got a, a GM lying. You got Genie Bus hiding. You got Linda Rambus hiding. You've got media members openly mocking the Lakers' potential in free agency. And guess what? Everybody's on the Pat Riley train all of a sudden after this show talked it up last week. Folks, I've got another solution Somebody text Jeannie Bus and tell her to turn on her radio because I'm going to help her save the Lakers. That's next.
1: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum,
11: Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
10: Back
7: here on Fox Sports Radio. Very exciting time in sports. June, you know, guys, historically it's just the NBA Finals. But you got the NBA draft with Zion Williamson, and we are going to dig into some draft stuff. There is some chatter about the number three pick and what the Knicks are going to do. I have a theory. Talk to someone this week. Uh, very interesting. We'll do that in our number two. Um, we also have uh, the Women's World Cup, which is exciting. Uh, Women's World Cup obviously will be on Fox, and uh, I believe FS1 should be very fun. Um But I'm into NBA free agency. I think, Gavin, that's probably what people care about most, right? Oh, yeah. And you don't want to overreact to social media. But, you know, at FS1, when you put out material and they push it out, whether it's about season or free agency, the people gravitate toward the free agency, right? I mean, what do they call it? Buy the rumors, sell the news. I mean, the games are fine, but it's really all about free agency. Go further than ever with the Discover It Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year. So your 35,000 miles could become 70,000. Discover it miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com slash travel. Hey, so Odell Beckham has finally chimed in. We'll get to Odell Beckham and the Browns. My gosh. Already a disaster. I'm telling you, Gavin, I hope you didn't bet the over on the Cleveland Browns.
8: Tell me you didn't! I, no, no. Gosh. Them and the 49ers are the two teams I refuse to buy into. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Jeez. What total, total. Oh, wait a minute. 49ers? 49ers. Oh, do you well. remember last year there was the whole Jimmy G I mean, There thing. was too much hype because yeah. of what happened at the end He's of the year He's played like before.
7: three games. Uh, okay. All right. I well, we're good. We disagree on, on the 49ers, which we'll <laughs> get to. Uh, but I need to help uh, Jeannie Bus. Have you noticed she's gone underground? Jeannie Bus has vanished. Another damaging story came out this week about the Lakers. Um, there was some question as to who planted it, whether it was Rob Palenka, disgruntled employees. Um, I mean, there's so many takeaways from it other than the Lakers are uh, dysfunctional mess. I don't see how, how what you could be saying, like it's it's embarrassing. Now, I don't think there's anything totally damaging and, and and end of the game here, but I would say this is rock bottom of the last six years for the Lakers. Right, Magic leaves, stories come out. And the worst part is that Rob Palinka, who's now the guy who has to be able to trade for Anthony Davis and convince free agents to come to the sinking ship, is out here lying, blatantly lying with the cameras rolling about the time Kobe met Heath Ledger. And like, Kobe is reportedly embarrassed. Palinka hasn't come out and owned it. It's just like. Right now, the the Lakers are that boxer in the corner, struggling to get to the bell, and the bell, of course, would be free agency, and they are just on the ropes, getting a beatdown, and and and, and Palinka's not even coming out and disputing any of it. it it's brutal, and. One of the damning parts in the story is, oh, the Lakers started out with 72 employees when Magic and Palenka came on and slowly but surely they were firing people. And I think I said this quote last week, but the great Jimmy Hoffa, obviously he's not great. That was a joke. The quote from Jimmy Hoffa is, you're going to fire a lot of people. Make sure you do it on the first day. That way, the ones that are left don't feel insecure. They feel grateful. And if you're grateful, you don't go chirp to the media about how awful the atmosphere is. So now what the Lakers and Magic had was, oh, gosh, I'm worried for my job. I'm nervous. I'm not performing well. And what do you do when that's happening over a year, over two years? You go to the media. You know you ain't going to be there much longer. Uh, Magic and Palenka really screwed this up, but... Uh, I do want to say, I think there is something to trading Lonzo Ball and acquiring a new pick. Now, Gavin, if you float this on social media, I'm not sure how well they're going to take it, okay? If you look at the construction of the Phoenix Suns, they were hoping to get Ja Morant in the draft. They need a point guard badly. Devin Booker, can, he's an okay combo guard, but they need a point guard because they've got some pieces there. Oubre... Booker, Bridges, Aiton, Warren, uh, Josh Jackson, whatever. Th- there is a chance I pop. Monty Williams is a good coach. We already know that the Lakers are going to call the Bulls and try to get that seventh pick. Gavin, what if they can call the Suns and get the sixth pick? For Lonzo Wolt. Now, the Suns owner, that meddling I shouldn't go after him. He's a, he's a billionaire. That He's one of the worst owners in the league. He was obsessed with Lonzo Ball leading up to the draft a couple years ago because he knew Lonzo would sell tickets. Nobody's going to games in Phoenix. Lonzo still does have a big, young fan base. And I'm telling you, if there's some way for Rob Palenka to play Phoenix and Chicago against each other, Bulls have the seventh pick, Phoenix has the sixth. Lonzo's going to be—you can't take Kobe White— OK, if you're the Suns and expect to contend anytime soon, he's like a 19 year old point guard. Right. Nice player out of North Carolina. But the point guard here is John ja Moran. And, you know, there is no other point guard you can really get. Now enter Chris Paul, who we'll talk about with the Rockets. I right now this is OK, Gavin, 34 year old Chris Paul, who's got massive salary to deal with the next few years. And he's been injured all the time. Or Lonzo Ball. Who are you going? Who are you more likely to pursue? Lonzo. He's I saying. would agree with that. Now, Lonzo has also been hurt the last two years, but he's cheap, right? He's getting out of the the Lakers mess, and he's got upside, right? There's no question, uh, folks. I looked up Chris Paul. Uh, it, there is some really sketchy stuff going on with Chris Paul. Um, he had his worst year shooting from the field, Gavin, forty one percent, career low. on threes, the worst he's shot in six years, 15.6 points per game, career low in points. If you're Phoenix or Orlando or anybody, and I don't even want to hear the Lakers interested in Chris Paul, why are you taking on a guy who is at the worst point of his career with injuries, massive salaries? I think this Chris Paul stuff is total nonsense. I don't know who's floating it or why, but... There's no way LeBron is dumb enough, and LeBron's a very smart basketball guy. Whatever you guys want to say about him.
8: Yeah, the only way you do that is if you can't get anybody to come to LA, and that's the last ditch. All Why? Right, well, I would
7: rather have Lonzo. We just said we'd no, rather have
8: Lonzo. I, I agree. I, I totally agree. I'm saying if LeBron just really wanted to play his final years with his buddy or something,
7: that that mm. contract is awful. Right? It's really yeah. bad. Chris Paul is going to make 38 million next year at the age of 35, then 41, and then 44 million when he's 37. So the the move the Lakers need to make. Rob Palenka, if you're listening and your friends will go knock on his front door, Rob, turn on the radio. Call up the Suns, give me the 6th pick for Lonzo. Call up the Bulls, give me the 7th pick for Lonzo. And it's funny, fans are going to hear this and say, "Ah, how would I want Lonzo?" But you, you talk to people around the league and Lonzo's what, 21? He was got it's kind of a good defensive year." There's a guy with a high basketball IQ and upside. You're not going to get a player in Phoenix or Chicago who's as good of a point guard. I'll tell you right now, I'd take Lonzo Ball over Chris Dunn, the Chicago point guard. And Dunn was like, I think, the number three pick overall coming out of uh, Providence. Uh, Lonzo is going to be the first bargaining chip that the Lakers should explore dealing. And I do believe Chicago and Phoenix are in play. And the final note here, Gavin, is they got to beat them, Phoenix and Chicago, to the punch because Mike Conley in Memphis is going to be dangled, and he's obviously much more attractive than Lonzo Ball. Yeah. All right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. You, you guys know I love to root against the Rockets. They talk so much trash to the Warriors. I have lambasted the Houston Rockets for the last two years. That being said, what's happening to them right now is a little bit sad. And I think it, it, it Kevin Durant and Steph Curry totally blocked and ruined the end of LeBron's career. And what they're doing right now to the Houston Rockets, they are causing the Rockets to combust. It is pathetic from the owner to the GM to the coach to the players. Oh, my gosh, the Houston Rockets, they've got a major problem. That's next.
12: Jason, here's what's trending. We start with an NFL item. Adam Schefter reporting that Philadelphia Eagles vice president of player personnel Joe Douglas, the presumptive favorite to become the new general manager of the New York Jets, is scheduled to have dinner with Jets team brass tonight and meet with them further on Sunday. In Major League Baseball Friday night, the Dodgers improved to 39-19 and by hitting four home runs in a 6-3 triumph over the Phillies. Two home runs for Trevor Story in a career-high 7 RBI in the Rockies' 13-6 win over the Blue Jays. The Cardinals and Cubs were tied at 1 in the bottom of the 10th inning with Matt Carpenter at the plate. Here's John Rooney on KMOX. The
10: bases are loaded, 1 out.
12: Bottom of the 10th, the pitch. Carpenter swings and it's a high fly ball. Left field.
6: That ball is going to get down for a Redbird winner. Colton Wong scores the winning run and the Cardinals beat the Cubs. Two to one.
12: In golf at the Memorial, Troy Merritt, K.H. Lee, and Martin Keimer share the lead at nine under. Tiger Woods is seven shots back. He'll tee off the third round two minutes from now. After two rounds of the U.S. Women's Open, Amiko Higa of Japan has a one-shot lead. Coverage on Fox begins at 2 Eastern today and tomorrow. Back to Jason McIntyre in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum,
11: bum, bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
10: Jason, back to
7: you. Isaac, uh, back here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with a Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So, uh, Gavin, I know I I talk about the dad hashtag dad life and all the weekend sports. First weekend in a while, we have nothing for the kids. But dad, dad has another soccer tournament. So I didn't realize that my kid uh, is on this club soccer team and there is a dad tournament fundraiser. So there's a competitive bracket and like a recreational bracket. And I asked, I told, I know the guy who's our coach. And I'm like, which bracket are we in? And he's like, oh, we're competitive. And, you know, uh, I asked, do we have a good squad? He's like, well, yeah, this guy played at Michigan. And this guy, I'm like, what? <laughs> These guys have <who> played <laughs> college soccer, uh, Division One, high Division One. And here I am, just a recreational guy who's just going to go run around. It's funny, I looked at my kid the last time there was a tournament. On the sideline, and his buddies. And I said, do you guys know what a chicken with his head cut off looks like? And they're like, No, I was like, watch me. That's what it looks like. I'm just out there trying to wreak havoc. So we have a big (laughs) tournament this weekend. And um, we were going over celebrations. I need to ask all the young guys in the studio here. Little Nas X, are you up on this cowboy song? Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys like oh, it? Oh,
8: yeah, the Old Town Road? Old yeah. Town Road, yeah, yeah, Good okay.
7: Fan. So there's a clip going around the internet where the guy uh, did Old Town Road in an elementary school. Did you see it? Yes. I mean, that I got goosebumps because <laughs> I'm telling you, my kid and like the entire second grade of his school knows this Old Town Road song. And I said, if I score a goal this weekend, I will do the... Uh, the dance. Well, I, I won't even embarrass. Him. Do we have Old Town Road? Can we play it, or is that no? Oh, we can get we into. We can get it. Okay, so break. let's tee it up for for shortly. But uh, let's get back to actual sports here. Even though I know you guys love the dad life, uh, hashtag dad life. So, um, Houston Rockets, uh, we have a major, massive, colossal problem. Uh, like. E- e- You know how you see your friends melt down like you got a buddy who goes to the bar and he's hitting on a couple girls and he strikes out and then he strikes out again and it's just like, this guy's melting down he's just depressed, he starts boozing heavily and he's a mess, he's just a puddle. I feel like that's where the Houston Rockets are right now. Kevin Durant and Steph Curry have totally ruined them. Just messed with their head. And you gotta hear this audio. We have audio here from the Rockets owner Tillman Frittata's quick backstory. So the owner tells head coach Mike D'Antoni, oh yeah, we want you back, we'll get you a new deal, blah, blah, blah. Mike D'Antoni, Daryl Morey, the GM, is so angry that he fires all the assistant coaches on D'Antoni's staff. And So the owner, the GM, and the head coach are are not on the same page anymore. That's like something out of the Lakers. (laughs) Here's what the owner of the Rockets, Tillman Frittata, Frittitta, said to the media on Thursday.
1: I'm just going to tell you what I think from an owner's perspective, okay? I don't know what lame duck means because he's under contract. I think his agent did me a favor, okay? Because if for some reason we had a horrible year and we thought we needed to make a coaching change, we just got through paying off one of the other coaches, I believe. So if I hope we win a championship and Mike comes and puts a gun to my head. What?
7: are you talking about bro you're an owner you're a billionaire what what are you even saying i i had to look this up folks okay so the houston rockets are such a dysfunctional mess right now that like they're in a situation where they want to trade anybody on the team uh they came out and 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 floated that story that everybody is for sale um this is the this is the contract that they offered Mike Dantoni. They, they, Gavin, this is some of the craziest stuff. According to the Houston Chronicle, so the big number was, oh, they offered him $5 million. And the agent for Mike D'Antoni was like, they, they did not offer $5 million. There were contingencies. If the Rockets somehow missed the playoffs or D'Antoni was fired during the season, he would only get $2.5 million. Half of $5 million, right? Half now he doesn't control the roster. What happens if James Harden gets hurt for five months, Mike? D- that's going to cost Mike D'Antoni two and a half million dollars. That's not right. I mean, what if Daryl Morey says we're blowing up the roster and they miss the playoffs again? That's out of D'Antoni's hands. So Daryl Morey and the owner, I think they shafted this guy. And the final one is is just rude. Okay, so there were a one. There's a one million dollar bonus that Mike D'Antoni could get each round of the playoffs. But it starts with the second round, Gavin. So they're like, oh, you'll get out of the first round. What if you meet the Warriors in the second round? You get no bonus. Like, I don't know. Mike D'Antoni is 68. He took a lot of heat uh, for not being a defensive guy. I'm telling you, folks, the Golden State Warriors are historically great. We're talking one of the greatest dynasties ever. Jordan's Bulls and then the 50s Celtics, which barely even count at this era. That's how good the Warriors are, and, they, and the Rockets can't get by them, and now we're going to blow it up? This is, this is frankly embarrassing. Nobody in the NBA has played the Warriors as tough as the Rockets. The Rockets played them to 7 last year, led in Game 7 at halftime by double digits. It'll be a shock if anybody, and that includes these Raptors, play the Warriors that tough. And remember, that was with a healthy Kevin Durant. And I just want to remind Daryl Morey, who does have rabbit ears. He just doesn't come out and say it. Michael Jordan's Bulls failed in 89 and 90 against the Pistons. Failed. Lost in 6 and 7. They didn't blow up the team. Now, they were younger. Yes, they, all the uh, Horace Grant, Pippen, Jordan, they were in their 20s, whereas Chris Paul's in his 30s. James Harden's, uh, I believe, a 29. But. They did fire a coach. Doug Collins brought in Phil Jackson. But it's not just the Bulls. Historically, you have to get over the hump or overcome a team in your way. Think back to the Pistons, mid-80s. They could not get by Larry Legend. Bird stole the ball, blah, blah, blah. The Pistons could not get by the Celtics. Then they do, and then they're champions. Of course, I mentioned Jordan's Pistons. Think about the Knicks against the Bulls. Patrick Ewing, one of the greatest centers of his era. Could not get by Jordan. And then Michael Jordan retires and the Knicks go to the finals. And then Jordan retires again in 98. And guess who went to the finals the next year? The Knicks. Think about Kobe and Shaq. Gavin, you were here for this. I was not. Kobe and Shaq failed against the Utah Jazz in back-to-back years. Remember? Oh, yeah. Kobe shooting up air balls. Then guess what? Then you get by them. Think about LeBron against the Celtics before he left for the heat. Everybody has to deal with adversity. Daryl Morey, just take a deep breath. If Durant don't come back to the Warriors, I make the Rockets a favorites in the West. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, this is probably my favorite topic outside of Kevin Durant. This is heated. Uh, People are going to be angry. we got a great guest coming up in 20 minutes to talk about it. But there is a situation in college basketball. And again, it applies to big picture life. We talked about this last week with workarounds. Okay, There's always a back door. I came in the back door to TV and radio. You in your job can find a back door to the top. Well, right now, all the best high school basketball players in the country are looking for a back door to the NBA because they don't want to go to college. They want to get paid, whether it's for a year, overseas, or whatever. And all these college basketball media members are salty as hell and angry that the sport is experiencing a talent strain. This is a phenomenal topic, and it has big, big implications. We'll talk about that next.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum,
11: bum, 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 Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
7: Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, at first I didn't like this song. It grows on you. Yeah. I just, if for some reason, when I first heard it, I was like, what is this? Is country? Is it rap? Like, just wasn't feeling it. And the remix, I don't love. But
8: yeah, the one with Billy Ray Billy Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus, <laughs> yeah,
7: yeah. But it does have like a catchy vibe to it. So,
8: uh, what, what are your thoughts on a bunch of fifth graders singing Lean All in My Bladder? Oh gosh. Does... <laughs> I... <laughs> Some of the lyrics in there are uh suggestive. Who who's that? Is that Lil Nas X too? Yeah. No, that's this that's in that song, Old Town Road. Oh. He says that. It's just I didn't you don't know catch
7: that. it. I, I, I try my kids are like, uh, what does Wrangler on my booty even mean? I mean they know they don't know boot they know booty, but they don't know Wrangler. And then Gucci hat. I'm like, I'll show you guys on the internet what that is. But uh at any rate, Old Town Road is sweeping the nation. If you have an elementary school kid Yep, 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 yep. You're in on it. Uh, go further than ever with the Discover It Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year. So your 35,000 miles could become 70,000. Discover It Miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com travel. So this next topic, um, it gets some people worked up. Gavin and I are on different sides here on one aspect of it. Uh, I of course got into it with a bunch of college basketball yahoos, uh, guys who announce games, and I should show you the text messages, Gavin, from one of the guys, angry, Explicit. like angry. <laughs> yeah. I know more about basketball than you've forgotten. I mean, that's an actual <laughs> phrase that the guy sent to me. Wow. But it is there is a life aspect to it, and as we talked about last uh, week, there everybody wants a backdoor, a shortcut, if you will, but you know. There is no elevator to the top. You kind of have to take the stairs in life. It, 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 but there is like a, maybe an elevator to take you up 6 flights. And then you got to take the, walk the rest your own way. And it's one of those situations where this kid RJ Hampton, one of the top what is it, top 10 kid, top 10 recruit, top 15 in the country. And you know, he's coveted by Texas Tech and Kansas and all these schools. And he decides that he is not going to go to any of them. He instead is going to go play overseas in the NB... Or, or sorry, uh, he's going to go play for the New Zealand Breakers in New Zealand. Yes, the New Zealand Basketball League, the NBL. By the way, he's top five. He's top five. Yeah. Okay, R.J. Hampton. Uh, if you got him up there, what it, was 6'7"? He's like, a big kid, right? Big, talented wing player. Um, the kind of guy that everybody kind of wants because the wings, if you watch the NBA playoffs, it's all about wings and interchange. 6'4". Six, 6'4". Six, yeah. All right, he's yeah. not 6'7". So he's 6'4", uh, can handle, can defend on the perimeter, can shoot. He's a good... I mean, for college, 6'4", can be a wing, a smallish wing. Um, And he's going to go to Australia, and everybody's like, what? Now, I should preface this by saying, um, I know the guy who bought the New Zealand Breakers, and he offered me, I guess a year or two ago, an opportunity to get in on ownership. So I do own a small, small, tiny, small piece of the team. Not significant. Um, It's not like I own a small percentage of the Lakers here, okay? Um, So I do want to preface it by that, but I'm not being defensive because of that. What I'm being defensive on is when guys are blasting this kid for making the decision, and then he allegedly said he knew a month ago that he was going to do Australia and go to New Zealand... And he didn't tell the colleges that he's out. And and everybody says, well, that's a jerk move. And my first thought was, this guy's 18 years old. Do we really think an 18-year-old couldn't change his mind when he decides, I'm going on the other side of the world? I'm going to go, I don't even know how many miles away, 10,000 miles away, 30,000 miles away, whatever, to New Zealand to play basketball at 18. Leave everything I know for a new culture to play with pros there's a chance he could have easily changed his mind. Everybody changes their mind on what college they're going to go to. So I can't flip out on him for that. And Gavin, we'll we'll let you show you. Let me just say, there
8: is a USC player who transferred to Texas in January. Yes. Then and now he's coming back to USC as of this week. So I do give him some... Uh, you know, leniency on he's 18
7: kids change their minds. So coming up next, we're going to talk to a college basketball coach. He's now an announcer about this decision. The big picture is college basketball is in deep, deep trouble. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, our number two here on Fox sports radio. I am your host, Jason McIntyre coming to you live from the Geico Fox sports radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Interesting news there from Isaac, courtesy of Woj, the great Woj. Uh, John ja Morant, prospective number two pick in the draft. Minor scope out three to four weeks, I believe he said. Hey, um, that's kind of interesting. Uh, that would still mean John ja Morant could play. In the Summer League, which I believe tips off after July 4th. So, John Morant, I don't think it'll impact things significantly, but I will say this. I recently talked to an NBA—well, let me just couch it. I recently spoke to someone who represents (laughs) a player. Memphis has some dysfunction itself in the front office. Uh, I know— Memphis has targeted John Morant, but there are people telling players on the Memphis Grizzlies, oh, yeah, we love R.J. Barrett. We're targeting R.J. Barrett. We want to keep Conley. We get Barrett, Jaron Jackson, uh, Conley. We got a nice trio. So I know that John Morant is all the talk, and if you look at the NBA playoffs, um, folks, it ain't necessarily about the point guards, these interchangeable wings who can defend multiple positions uh, are long, the length. That, that stuff matters a lot when it gets to the NBA playoffs. Uh, and, and I did look this up before we get to our guest here in a second. In the last two drafts, uh, NBA at the top has gone big with Ayton and Bagley over the great wing in Luka Doncic, who our next guest has talked about as everybody whiffed, and he was 100% spot on. And then two years ago, everybody wanted the point guards right? Fultz and Ball, and they missed on Tatum, the great wing. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, uh, There is a weird R.J. Barrett thing going on where people don't love him. I think it's misguided. But let's ask the professional. Uh, Our next guest, former college basketball coach. He's a great announcer. You hear him calling games everywhere. Fran Frischilla joining the show. Fran, good morning. How are you?
13: Good morning, Jason. How are you doing, man?
7: You know, I'm good. I'm enjoying the finals. Uh, we can get to a finals question later, but this yeah. RJ Hampton story to me is absolutely fascinating. Um I'm enamored with it, and the reaction from the college basketball media has been just puzzling, Uh, very defensive about it. Uh, And I read a story by a guy you know, Matt Norlander at CBS Sports, um, about college basketball losing more underclassmen than ever to the NBA draft. It almost feels like there's some kind of talent drain going on, Uh, a crazy stat Uh, Kerry Blackshear is is coming back to college, but he's leaving Virginia Tech. And for the first time ever, the ACC may not return one player from first or second team All-ACC. That's never happened. Everybody's leaving. Now we're seeing R.J. Hampton. Uh, Fran, you're on the front lines of this. Can you tell me what exactly is spurring this stuff, whether it's the draft, R.J. Hampton, uh, and people looking for a way around college basketball?
13: Well, it, it, part of it is the simple fact that um, now more so than ever, and it's always been the case, these young guys that are top 50, top 75 guys coming out of high school and then have success in college, uh, Jason, they want to be in the NBA. Uh, there's no question that if you ask the top 100 players in college basketball what's more important winning a national championship or playing in the nba the answer is obvious and i think any sports fan would probably say the same thing so there's much much less allegiance to uh picking an old state you and playing for tom Izzo than there is can tom Izo get me to the nba and you see that at duke obviously kentucky have been the you know the purveyors of one and one more so than anybody else and uh it, it, and it's why kids are transferring too. You know, I'm just a role player on my good team at, uh, you know, at North Carolina, and they don't get a lot of transfers, honestly. But uh, you know, they just these kids want to play in the NBA, and now the G League. Forget forget yeah. Australia. We can talk about RJ in a second, but the G League next year, yeah. and I said this last year, is going to be loaded in 1920. Really. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now when I say loaded, I don't mean with NBA uh future NBA players, but there're going to be more college stars in the G League next year than ever before and it will become a de facto AAA to you know to major league baseball simply because um they see the G League with the increased salaries, uh the two-way contracts as You know, the next best way to get to the league if you're not going to be a lottery pick. That's why you saw so many guys stay in this draft.
7: Interesting. We're talking with Fran Fraschilla, ESPN announcer, former college basketball coach. Let me quickly add to that, Uh, Fran. In the NBA Finals, Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam were great in Game 1. And somebody told me they played in the G League, I believe the All-Star game, uh, two years ago. So maybe you are on to something. The G League, which is only paying, what is it, $35,000?
13: Well, it's going up now. They're oh. going to, they're going to add, you know, they're going to increase those salaries to where guys can make, you know, six figures. And then of course the two way contracts, uh, you know, uh, you know, can, can net a guy, uh, I wouldn't say significant money, but certainly enough money to keep that dream alive. If you, if you're a two way guy and you get called up uh, a certain amount of times, you're going to make, uh, you know, mid, mid six figures. And then, uh, a guy like George Niang, for example, uh, who had to be? Uh, who had to fight his way onto the Jazz roster after a couple of G League seasons? Now looks like he's going to stay in the league a little while. Yeah. So that's becoming an option, primarily because I believe next year twenty-nine of the thirty NBA teams will have their own G League team with their own coaching, uh, their own systems in place, and the ability to call a guy up pretty quickly and not have to worry about the adjustment mm. because the offensive and defensive schemes are going to be basically the same.
7: That's really smart. Uh, we we'll are talking with Fran Freshilla, ESPN announcer. All right, Fran, let's get to the RJ Hampton topic. Uh, again, the national audience here, they don't know too much about this uh, top right. five recruit. Uh, he was wanted by everybody, Kansas, Texas Tech, on down the list. And um, he decides he's going to Australia to play in the New Zealand Basketball League, the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, I did preface it. I am a very small percentage owner of that team, but that does not impact my thoughts here at all. Uh, when, When I look at his decision... There's a potential pipeline here for, hey, I got to go to college and, and go to classes for a year. I can go into uh, New Zealand and I can get 100% of my time focused on basketball, on my craft. I mean, I don't yeah. have to worry about anything else. I get pro strength coaches. I get basketball round the clock. um, I don't know, friend. This does seem like the potential for the start of something, but we've said this before with Brandon Jennings going to Italy and and uh, with yeah. going to China and so forth.
13: Well, th- this is a little different. I do not think the floodgates are going to open for Australia. Now, I happen to know the people down there. Um, they come up. They've come up with a plan, and, and it may really go out the window. Uh, in two years or three years now, when, when the NBA uh, rids itself mm-hmm. of one and done. Because if this were 2022, make no mistake about it, Jason, uh, R.J. Hampton would be putting his name into the NBA draft mm-hmm. uh, at a high school. Now, we can we can, we can can argue that decision, but here's what he's doing. Um, he's a good player, okay? He is not Zion Williams. No. <laughs> he is a very athletic, you know, everybody's got him in the top ten, and he's got definite weaknesses. So, you know, jump shot being one of them, if you're going to be a six foot five point guard, it, it would help you if you're going to play in the NBA to improve your shooting. Now, uh, New Zealand, the, the breakers are part of the NBL and the Australian League. So they're going to be playing at what I would describe as mid-level pro basketball when you compare it around the world. Luka Doncic played at a much, much mm-hmm. higher uh, level of play. What RJ will get is good coaching. I won't deny, I mean, there's no question good coaching, good competition, not great competition. The leading scorer in, in New Zealand this year was Bryce Cotton, who had a nice career at, at Providence. Yeah,
7: really nice, yeah.
13: And of course, the second leading scorer in the league this year, 22 points a game, is, is a guy that you know well, and that's uh, Melo Trimble from Maryland. So neither one of these guys is an NBA player, but they are older, they're veterans. RJ, you will get uh, beat up a little bit, which is good. Uh, I would I would equate it to him being drafted by a major league team and being sent to rookie ball. Uh, you know, or and I wouldn't even go as high as saying double A baseball. I would say he's going to a nice brand of rookie ball, which will get him prepared for the next step in his career. But we're not talking RJ Barrett here, or or uh, or Zion Williamson. We're talking about a potential prospect for the NBA down the road. I think he'll go in the first round, but it'll be mostly on potential next year.
7: Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Fran Fischella, ESPN, uh, college basketball announcer. So it's interesting. Uh, when when you look at his decision, though, college basketball media, and I'm not asking you to uh, respond directly to yeah, them. No, I get it. They're I very, follow. and these are some it. of your colleagues, they're very yeah. defensive and angry. I, you know, I kind of called out some of them. Listen, uh, you guys are all friendly with Bill Self, who's very upset that he didn't yeah. get RJ Hampton. Well, RJ Hampton, if you pressed him on it, he might say, hey, yeah. Kansas is in the middle of an NCAA investigation. What if I were to go there and they hold Kansas yeah. out of the NCAA tournament? I mean, there's a lot of programs under investigation. Uh, Arizona was in some sketchiness, yeah. on down the list. And, and that's not the only reason you would pass on it. But I, I don't know, Fran, like NC State, uh, Louisville, all these guys, like, do I want to go to college basketball for my one year and have to potentially deal with this? And then the media is kind of ripping R.J. Hampton for knowing his decision a month ago. Well, I don't know if you saw that clip. I want your thoughts yeah. on R.J. Hampton, yeah, no. an 18-year-old, knew a month ago what he was going to do.
13: Well, and I thought that was a little sketchy. I live in Dallas. I've known the Hamptons since, since the young man was in eighth grade. His dad was, an, uh, you know, I, I would say an average college player. No no disrespect Where to him Hampton. He played at SMU right okay. there in Dallas. All right, and uh, so I've been watching RJ a while, and again, I like his talent. I don't love his talent. I can't tell you he's going to definitely be an NBA star. I think he'll uh, he'll be in the league. You know, this reminds me of a guy fifteen years ago who the, who who folks ripped for not going to the University of Texas, and uh, he decided to go to the NBA. This was before the one and done rule was in effect, and the young man's name was CJ Miles. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, C.J. Uh, went right to the Utah Jazz. You really, he could walk down the street in, in Dallas, Texas, where he's from, and nobody would re- re- recognize him. You know, if you saw him at the North Park Mall, for example, <laughs> he he looks like an athlete. He's a handsome kid. He's now not a kid anymore. He's probably, what, 34. Yeah. But you know what? He's made a lot of money in 15 years, and he's been what I would say is a serviceable journeyman, NBA player, and great for him. You know, we happen to share the same dentist, actually. <laughs> but You know, but, what a great but nugget. you know, and, and that's been great for, for C.J. Miles. This may work out for R.J. Hampton, but let me tell you this. On the other side of the coin, the the, the fact that, that Zion Williamson did have to go to college for a year, you know, people forget now, this is revisionist history, Jason. He would have been the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th Pick in a draft last year he'd have probably got a couple million from Nike, and he certainly would have got a nice fat first rookie contract hmm. i I said in December that Zion Williamson will make a billion dollars playing basketball <laughs> and and here's the other thing before he even plays a game in in late October, he'll be worth hundred and fifty million dollars, so college is not necessarily the negative that some of the, some of these people, you know, like I, no offense to my buddies, uh, my colleagues, Jason, uh, Williams and, and Jalen Rose the other day, but did you see during the press conference when the kid announced he was going to uh, Australia, New Zealand, Yeah, they were clapping. Yeah. Like why the kid's going to make, he's going to make a couple hundred grand. Who knows whether this is the right decision or not, but it certainly can be an option. I just don't think it's going to be, you know, a floodgate type of deal, especially with one and done going away, probably in the next collective bargaining agreement.
7: Okay, so, Fran, you have coached. You've dealt with recruits. Uh, maybe you had to pull a scholarship that you had offered at the last moment. But they, doesn't this go both ways uh, where coaches, hey, have an offer to somebody, and then the kid waits and says, I want to see my other options, and then the coach pulls it? Like I just don't see how how these media members can get so upset with an 18-year-old. For, yeah. for, for for shunning college basketball. Now, you make a great point about Zion Williamson. Uh, I had not thought about that. Yes, he probably goes after Trey Young because, remember, he was coming out of, like, small school South Carolina. Uh, right. and Dunking on a bunch of, like, tiny white guys. No, no disrespect to those kids who were probably yeah. good players. Yes. Um, but, yeah, now he – thanks to Duke. But maybe there's one of those guys a year. Maybe, right?
13: That's right. That's right. But uh, there's no question. And, again, that's why I say, you know what, for what you know what's, uh, th- there are a lot. Listen, if, uh, and I always use this example. And, and Jackson Hayes, a young man from Texas, will be a top-ten pick. Let's look at Jackson Hayes. The kid averaged 10-5 and 5 this year at Texas, did not dominate the Big 12. I happen to like him as a mm. long-term prospect, right? And I saw him in October and, uh, you know, uh, when I went to practice. So here's Jackson Hayes. He's the equivalent. He's from Cincinnati Moeller High School, great uh, sports uh, high school in, in that area. He's no different than the kid who plays at Moeller, throws 98 miles an hour in high school, gets, goes, signs a contract with Clemson because they have a nice program. Let's use them as an example, baseball. And then all of a sudden, like he's the fifth pick in the, M, in the major league draft by the Milwaukee Brewers. He's going to the major leagues. He's not going to Clemson. And in a similar way, Jackson Hayes, after one year at Texas, um, God bless him, but he did not dominate the game. Not at uh, all. And so he's going to go to, say, the Atlanta Hawks with the eighth pick, for example, and uh, he is not going to win NBA games for two or three years. But he's a long-term prospect, and you're going to grab him and take him, and mm-hmm. so I think there's lots of different ways to do it, college being one of them, probably the most prominent way, no doubt about it. R.J. Hampton's going to be a pioneer. We will not miss him in college basketball, (laughs) no disrespect. Um, What we'll miss is the drain at the other end of college basketball with kids like Isaiah Roby uh, from Nebraska, for example, who's going to definitely be a mid-to-late second-round pick and we'll be playing for the Erie Bayhawks next year. (laughs) But that's no different than the kid that's in AAA. Uh, So I say more power to you. If you're R.J. Barrett or Zion Williamson or John Morant, you're going to be, you know, we put you, like think about how much Murray State was on ESPN this year. Yeah. And so there's lots of ways to do it. And I I don't have a problem with, uh, as long as it's an informed decision, Jason, that you know, if the Hamptons think this is the best route, make it work. Right. because the, the breaker organization will do what they can to turn him into Definitely. a first-round
7: pick. Uh, a lot of draft questions, Fran. We'll have to have you back before the draft in a few weeks, because we, you know Jackson Hayes, R.J. Barrett, as well as anybody. Can't wait yep. to talk draft. Fran, thank you so much. Enjoy the uh, the tournament out here in L.A. today.
13: Always a pleasure. Good stuff. Thank Fran
7: Frischilla, the the great announcer, former college basketball coach. A lot to chew on there. We'll talk about some of that when we get back. In addition odell beckham and the cleveland browns finally odell's willing to go to cleveland cleveland that's next
1: at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field
0: Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment,
3: oh my God,
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum,
11: bum. Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
7: Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Great stuff from Fran Freshilla. Like, really outstanding stuff. When Iowa Sam the music man who just put on another song that I've never heard. When he comes in, it's like, wow, those were some hot takes. I'm like, damn, I know Fran Fraschilla has done a good job. Now, I mean, he makes great points about the G League kind of popping. And it's funny because when you look at the college basketball drain, uh, a a story cited the, the number of underclassmen, Who remained in the pool to be drafted? 2016, it was 59 players. Remember, this is a 60 draft, 60 person draft, the NBA draft. So in 2016, 59 players were in the draft. And they're like, oh, yeah, a lot of people got bad information. Because remember, there's seniors, international players. 2017, the number went up to 64. And again, 60 spots. 2018, 79. 2019, 86 underclassmen in the draft. Only 60 are going to get drafted. you got to factor in seniors. you got to factor in international players. So a lot of underclassmen who could come back to college and be a star are now going to go to the G League where you won't hear from them, but maybe they do what Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam did. Get to the All-Star game, work on their game, and improve. Now, some of the guys want to go to New Zealand, such as R.J. Hampton, and I'm just telling you this now. The New Zealand Breakers are in talks with another big name to potentially go there. Uh, I can't say who it is. You know who this person is. I'm n- nah, I shouldn't say Ronnie Bronny. <laughs> the eighth <laughs> grader. By the way, he looks good.
8: How about him playing with D-Wade's son?
7: I-, I didn't know D-Wade's son was with him, but when I yeah. see those Instagram LeBron highlights guys. of LeBron's eighth grade son, uh, that guy's ridiculous. They're going to play at the same high school together.
8: Oh, really? Out here. Wait, yeah, Wade's
7: your- kid lives out here? Yeah. I thought he was a Miami guy. Th- that was the story this week. But the New Zealand Breakers are in talks, possibly with another name that you know. Uh, I Again, I won't say his name. And I'm going to say this. And I teased it on the show last year. Hardcore listeners will remember. There was a elite college basketball recruit who was uncertain about his eligibility. And he talked to the New Zealand Breakers. He ultimately did not go there. He ended up going to North Carolina. And his name is Nasir Little. Uh, that's not out there. I'm just, you know, as a, as a small-time owner in the team, it's a year old. Nasir Little did talk to the New Zealand Breakers. Um, he thought about skipping North Carolina. And given how Roy Williams really stuck it to him and barely played him, now I know they had a couple veterans, it wasn't the worst decision in the world to if, if he would have not gone to North Carolina. Now, Nasir Little was a top-five guy, big-time recruit. He's still going to be drafted in the top ten. But I'm just telling you, they're, they're, kids are looking for other options. And go listen to last week's podcast about how I broke into the journalism industry and got where I am. The conventional ways are, are done. You know, the internet's been a great equalizer. There's a world out there of options. I get questions on my Instagram DMs every week, two, three, four, five. Hey, man, how do I get into this industry? I love sports. And I try to reply to as many as I can. I can't get to all of them. But kids want to get that fast track. Now, back in the day, before we get to our next guest... I had to actually send snail mail to the newspapers. I know this sounds crazy. Coming out of college, I had to mail the newspapers and say, hey, I'd like a job. And I'll never forget, um, I had followed Stephen A. Smith, who was a big deal at the Philadelphia Inquirer or whatever it was, Philadelphia Daily News. And I sent him either an email or a snail mail, and he replied. Because I, I thought he was great at reporting at the time. Now, you know, whatever, he's a shock jock, but, um, like things have changed. Like there's a ways to get, I mean, I've had Gavin, again, we'll get to our next guest a like, I've had people approach me on social media and said, Hey, here, here's my information. I would love to be your assistant. And I'm like, I don't need an assistant. I'm not that big of a deal. <laughs> like I'm not Colin coward, you know, I, I'm not skip Bayless. I mean. Guys wanting to come up here and just be my gopher. I'll get you coffee. I'll do whatever. I'll get you stats. We we do have internship programs here. I've directed some of them to FS1, and I will direct some to Fox Sports Radio. Indeed. All right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. First of all, go further than ever with the Discover It Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year. So the 35,000 miles could become 70,000. Discover It Miles. Limitations apply. Discover Match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com slash travel. So our next guest, uh, you know her well. She comes on the show frequently, covers the Lakers. This is a good time for her business, although she can't take vacations. Um... She'll join us, but first, let's go to Isaac Lowenpran for the latest in sports. Jason, a short time ago, Adrian Wojnarowski
12: reported that point guard John Morant, the presumptive number two pick in the NBA draft, will undergo a minor scope on his right knee on Monday to remove a loose body. Morant is expected to be fully recovered in three to four weeks. In golf, round three of the Memorial underway, and so is Tiger Woods. He has birdied two of his first four holes. He is now at minus four overall and has gained two strokes on the leaders. He is now five back of co-leaders Troy Merritt, K.H. Lee, and Martin Keimer. At the U.S. Women's Open, Mamiko Higa of Japan has a one-shot lead after two rounds there. Coverage on Fox at 2 Eastern both today and tomorrow. Back to Jason McIntyre in 10 seconds, but first... A word from farmers.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, bum,
11: bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
7: Jason, all yours. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, I'm your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1 800 947 Auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Our next guest, you know her, she's on the show frequently. Because we basically have to talk about the Lakers for an hour every single week. Uh, joining us now, L.A. Times writer for the Lakers, Tania Ganguli. Tania, good morning. Is your summer off to as good of a start as I can imagine, given the <laughs> Lakers <laughs> shenanigans almost every day now?
5: Yeah, I mean, you have something going on constantly. It's you always want something to cover, right? So, yeah. not bad.
7: <laughs> not bad. Um, I got to ask. Let's get started with no, point number one. Um, Rob Polinka has said nothing since that pretty damning article by, I guess, your former colleague, Baxter Holmes. I know you used to be at the LA Times. Um, Rob Polinka has said nothing about the Heath Ledger, Kobe stuff. And I mean, I haven't heard anything from Rob Palinka. No denials, no apologies, no nothing. Genie uh, Bus is in hiding. What's going on? What's the latest with the Lakers' front office, Tanya?
5: Yeah, I won't. I don't expect Rob to address that story. Um, the thing about denying it is that there's video of him <laughs> telling that story. <laughs> so <laughs> that, like, I remember seeing, and I just was kind of kicking myself, like, oh, yeah, Heath Ledger did die before that movie came out. Um, but, you know, the fact that he tells stories that are a little bit embellished usually is not... I think that that's something that, like, people kind of are familiar with at this point. I mean, he told a story after... He told a story after uh, the trade deadline about about the tro- uh, people being trying to l- load up a trolley and get in between a couple, and that was his metaphor for the Lakers, the Lakers players, and the dist- <coughs> when he was asked about how do you repair this distrust. I mean, he does this kind of thing a lot, um, but yeah, I wouldn't expect him to respond to that, especially given that he's only really given one press conference since the season ended, and there's been a lot going on, a lot that you would think they would need to address. In-
7: yeah, but I guess my only question is this is the most pivotal offseason that one can remember in the NBA with all the big-time free agents. The Lakers have cap space, and we're looking at a six years of disaster under Genie Buss. And if they don't get in front of this, I mean, you could do it privately with the agents, and also, uh, you know, I guess if, if you're able to get in a room with the likes of Durant or Kawhi or Kyrie, but at this stage, I, Tanya... Uh, I don't know, do you think it would be smart for Rob Polinka to, I don't know, get, get in front of this, whether it's pick a media member like you and give an exclusive or something. Do you think he needs to, Lakers fans, uh, other teams, other agents, players, do you think they need to hear from Rob Polinka?
5: I, I think picking me and doing an exclusive <laughs> with me is the exact right decision. <laughs> um, I You know what, I think that, I think, first of all, they're behind this anyway. They can't get in front of it because they've, they would they're going to be responding to something but i do think you have a point that if they can it's a big if if they can get in a room with someone and explain to them this is how things are this is what we're really about then maybe they have a shot at that but there's no guarantee that they will be able to do that and they've been through that many times before kevin durant last time he was a free agent didn't even take a meeting with them um Paul George didn't take a meeting with them last summer, and there were people in the building who said, actually, I think, uh, uh Jeannie said this during an interview we did, I did with her after LeBron signed, that when Paul George made that decision to stay with Oklahoma City, her mind did flash back to, oh my God, is this going to be like the last few years again? Are we going to strike out again? Um, and then they ended up getting LeBron, and everyone felt good. But, uh, but yeah, if, like, uh, the, the idea that they can convince people that everything's fine does, Rest on the the you're you're assuming that they will be able to get in front of
7: them. All right, we're talking with Tanya Ganguli, Lakers beat writer, LA Times. All right, Tanya, um Lonzo Ball recently moved into my neighborhood, your old neighborhood. Uh, and the thought is he wants to get closer to the facility and be there every day. What's the latest with Lonzo? Because there's people, uh, former players, who are floating his name in trade talks. We're hearing the Bulls at 7 are considering Lonzo uh, in a trade. And, you know, I the Phoenix Suns need a point guard. We know Sarver loved Lonzo coming out of UCLA because he puts butts in the seats. What's the latest with Lonzo Ball, who, if there is no huge trade for Anthony Davis, maybe they get pieces to acquire and trade for Anthony Davis. The latest on Lonzo.
5: Yeah, they've always been open to trading Lonzo, and that's something that Lonzo's camp has been very, um, has been very resistant to. And they've, <laughs> as you as you remember, they've uh, the lot one time when he was about to be, well, not about to be traded, but one time when he was in the discussion to be traded, um, word leaked suddenly that he was having surgery, and then another time when he was in the talks about the Pelicans, suddenly his camp was putting out there that. Um, he doesn't want to go to New Orleans if he's traded. He doesn't want to be traded at all. But if he's traded, he wants to go to Phoenix. So, or there are a couple of other teams too in that mix. Uh, Chicago was actually in that mix. Mm. So I think that um, you know I think that that this it's definitely possible that he'll be he'll be traded somewhere. Um, so far, they've spoken pretty highly of him, and I think Jason Kidd. Part of the reason that they want Jason Kidd here is that they think he'll be a good influence on Lonzo in terms of what he does on the basketball court. So um, I think either I could see either scenario playing
7: out. Interesting. So who would you say has the most trade value? Lonzo, uh, he's been injured the last two years. Kyle Kuzma, who has not been injured, he's got the best stats. Or Brandon Ingram, who's coming off the blood clot, and uh, you know you got to pay that guy if you take him on. Who would you yeah. of those big three say has the most trade value right now?
5: I think Kyle Kuzma has the most trade value. Hmm. Um, I also think that the contract is part of it. Um, I think the blood clot thing scares people, even though it really shouldn't with Brandon because of the type of clot Brandon had. His clot was not a not related to a blood disorder, which is what Chris Bosch had. Um, his clot was just related to a, a piece of his rib blocking one of his veins and causing a clot so it's it's not the kind of thing that's going to keep recurring um and that's going to threaten his career. But I don't know if everybody in the basketball community is confident in that. yeah um and uh, and also the money. yeah, you have to you're you're thinking about you don't have him for very long before you have to make a decision on him if you trade for Brandon Ingram. But he did have a great i mean, before he got before the clot was found, he was playing great, and he was really starting to get closer to the potential that they saw for him when they drafted him. Certainly.
7: Uh, I guess this means, uh, sh- should I put Josh Hart in the discussion? For some reason, I irrationally like his game. Uh, let me ask you, while we're on Josh Hart, did he get in Luke Walton's doghouse last year, or what happened? Because there was a stretch where he didn't really play much.
5: Yeah, I think jo- Josh and Luke clashed a little bit. Um, they had... Uh, he was a guy that Luke didn't always like the way he was playing. Um, Josh... But it's—I mean, you're—it's—it's not—it's not, it's not un- unreasonable for you to like his game because I mean he's a very like down in the dirt kind of player. He does all the little things that that you that a guy can really make a long career in the NBA out of.
4: Mm, interesting.
7: All right, Tanya, let me ask you this: Lakers have the number four pick in the draft. Um, let's say that they were able to ship Lonzo to Chicago for seven. Could they package? Do you think David Griffin even answers the phone? If Rob Polinka calls up and says, "I got the fourth pick, the seventh pick, Ingram and Kuzma, Anthony Davis." Do you think that's something David Griffin would entertain, or is he not answering Lakers calls right now?
5: I think that he. I think he will entertain the Lakers' offers more than Dell dense did. Yeah. Um, I think that it'll depend on what else he's being yeah. offered because if you look at what happened with Kawhi last year, Kawhi's trade was that trade. They got back a legitimate star, too. So, if you, I think that that's what New Orleans will probably be looking for. I don't think they were super, I think even this regime wasn't super impressed with what the Lakers had to offer last before the trade deadline. So, I think it will have to be, you know, if they're not seeing that they can get another star for him, and he really demands to leave, I think that'll be the Lakers' best shot.
7: So, Tanya, we're calling DeMar DeRozan a star now? I mean, yeah, he's I mean, been an all-star. I mean, at but... t-
5: if you think, if you think about it at the time, like when you when you heard about that trade, it didn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a player for picks type of trade, yeah. right? It was a player for a guy who's already produced in the league. So, you know, I know that he's. I mean, Demar. Look, Demar's shine has taken a little bit of a hit since he went to San Antonio, but at the time, you look at that trade, and yeah. that's what that's what the deal was, and so that's what you're you're what you were talking about is like what it will look like at the time.
7: Uh, all right, Tony. I'll get you out of here on this. Uh, some chatter this week, and again, chatter is going to be the buzzword for the next four weeks. So, put some whatever you t- take it how you want. Some chatter. Philadelphia may just say, "Fine, Jimmy Butler, we're going to pay you. We lost on a freakish Kawhi Leonard buzzer-beating shot. We win that game in overtime. We're running it back. Jimmy Butler, we're offering you the five-year max." And um, you know, I-, I don't see Jimmy Butler turning down that much money. Um, let's say Jimmy Butler's off the table. Your best guess, June one, Tanya. It's a month out. Wh- who do the Lakers get? Oh my gosh! Hey, I listen, know I know you're going to you're gonna be asked this <laughs> 10, ten times a week, but Tanya, I mean, wh- give me give me something. Kemba,
5: Kyrie. Um, I, I like to. Uh, the, I keep the answer I keep giving is a, just a guess, and I keep saying I have to say over and over it's a guess. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not reporting this. I guess I, I could see Kyrie being the guy they get. Interesting.
7: Kyrie. So Tanya now reporting. No, I'm just kidding. Tanya's no. not reporting. Hey, Tanya, great stuff oh, as no. always. Listen, um, you're going to be in high demand. You, you're taking no days off in June, I would imagine, right? Yeah,
5: it's, it's not, oh, it's not really easy. But you can have all of August <laughs> off, right? Good luck. I, I am have- I am going to do that. I'm definitely going to leave the country in August.
7: Nice. Oh, hey, real quick, uh, LeBron's son transferring schools. Um, yeah. we saw you had that story. I guess you had it first. Is there anything interesting there? Like, didn't he just go to the other school, or is just picking a high school?
5: Yeah, this was when he. If you remember, when LeBron first moved to LA, the buzz was that he was going to be his kids were going to go to Sierra Canyon. Okay, and it's a school that has that has educated a lot of the. Kids of Stars. Recently, it's been a very hot spot for uh, NBA players' kids. Last year, they had Kenyon Martin's kid and Scottie Pippen's kid. I think they have another one of Scottie Pippen's kids on the team. Um, But there's, there's, you know, LeBron's son is going to be there. Dwayne Wade's son is gonna be there. And there's some rumors about some others that might follow. So taking after a dad forming a super team. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I love it. Tanya Ganguly, LA Times uh, Lakers beat writer. Tanya, thank you so much. Have a great month of June. We'll talk to you soon. No problem. Uh, I love that. LeBron's son forming a super team in ninth grade. You gotta love that. Uh, coming up next year. Fox Sports Radio. You know, we didn't get to Odell and the Browns. We'll either do that or the latest on the R.J. Barrett stuff. This is interesting. All of a sudden, the Knicks are lukewarm on R.J. Barrett. I think I've got the real reason behind this story that emerged yesterday. We'll talk about that next.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it. Covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum,
11: bum, 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 Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
7: Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Fun stuff from Tanya of the LA Times. Um, two really good interviews today, folks. I mean, we always have them, but now uh, we're going off, off book for some stuff that we don't think other people are talking about. If you, meant, if you notice... We're what, halfway through the show and there hasn't been a ton of Raptors talk here. Iowa right, Sam, did you see the rating for game one? TV rating? Down, I hear. Down. Worst TV rating for a game one of the finals in a decade. Now, I know everybody listening to the radio, a bunch of, you know, Joe Public fans in Cincinnati and Iowa, Iowa Sam, are saying, Well, who cares about the ratings? I'm gonna tell you next hour why these why ratings actually matter, okay? It's a real thought because I get this question repeatedly on Twitter. Who cares what the ratings are? You know who cares? The players? uh, The league? Why do you think the salaries have spiked? Why do you think the salary cap went up? That's tied to TV ratings significantly, people. Super teams have led to super ratings.
8: What about how they do not count their ratings? Okay, so I know they have the lowest ratings right now. But they don't count the Toronto ratings so true we don't that's we a market that's completely isolated and if you've seen the city, they are
7: absolutely insane right now. I don't know. I think I saw only three million people watched it. Ontario, which is a province has like 14 million people so I, three million people I don't know I, I don't know how to judge it. That's a fair question, Gavin. Um, people can, how many people watch a Game of Thrones finale like 15 million? It was a lot. I, I don't know exactly. But Some somebody, I think it was Albert Breer, had a had a social media mention that the number of viewers for Game One was fewer than the Titans Jags game in like Week fourteen on Thursday Night Football.
8: Oh yeah, I like, I, that. I just the NFL said, is king. He's-
7: I know. I like basketball a lot. I, a lot of guys want to go basketball versus football, and that's just dumb. I like both. I play basketball every week. You go on my nerdy Instagram, and I've got a video of me making all these free throws in a row. I love basketball. But I love football, watching football, gambling on football, fantasy football. So my Sundays during the fall, I don't go to church on Sunday mornings because I can't because the games start early. And I'm just watching basketball, uh, football the entire day. That's it. That's all I do for 18 straight weeks or 19, whatever it is. So I'm not going to get in this football versus basketball bashing. But the reality is, unlike social media, which is not real, social media is not real, folks. That that That's the reality uh you look across the united states football rules basketball a distant distant second now i ran out of time to talk about rj barrett i'll we'll get Rams to it giving but- me the so, and i love this rj barrett stuff um, cuz you know i love like the uh, what's the story behind the story um when it comes to nba draft stuff cuz i love the draft i love a good mock draft uh i do them for fox sports um Gosh, I love, I just love basketball, but I also love football. And as soon as the season's over and as soon as we head into mid July, this show's going to be all NFL once the NBA people have decided where they're going. Coming up next year, finally, we will get Odell Beckham Browns. We will get RJ Barrett, Nick's stuff. And of course, Kevin Durant's big decision back after this. Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm your host, Jason McIntyre. High noon on the East Coast. I am coming to you live from the West Coast. The Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So I opened the show talking about how this is a big three-year anniversary for me. I, uh, I posted about it on Instagram. I'm sure all of you care. Uh, three years ago today, I moved with my family across the country from—we uh, were in the burbs of Philadelphia. Um, had a nice, nice spread, nice pool in the backyard, good living, and then— you get a call to adventure where uh, FS1 had some stuff they were doing, and I came out here to do TV, and the rest is history. So far, three year in three years in the books. Hopefully many more ahead. Of course, it lines up with the Kevin Durant uh, move from OKC to Golden State. So we have so much in common. That's how we became friendly over Instagram DM. Not over text! Just kidding, Broussard, if you're listening. Um... But yeah, it's been three years and I'm having a lot of fun. And, you know, this one's probably been the best year yet. You know, you continue to have more, have more fun. And uh, we'll get to Durant and um, maybe the Raptors. Maybe we'll get to the Raptors, Gavin. I don't know. Uh, Gavin was talking to me before the show about how much money he has on the Raptors to win the series. Um, I I cannot lie to you folks. I'm going to be rooting Raptors in Game 2 just so we can get the scenario where Kevin Durant returns. Saves the series, and then decides this is where I need to be. The Warriors need me. I want to win four in a row. That would be my perfect storm. Um, it just it just feels like that would be the move for Kevin Durant. Stick around. I, I got to give myself
8: straight. credit. Oh, for, okay. Gavin. For it's double, a... I doubled down on the Raptors when they were down two nothing to the Bucks. I, this defense—they've been playing like this all year. Nobody was watching, apparently, but they—they they have been. Elite all year. And then when they got Mark Gasol, I thought that was just the one little part,
7: takes him over the top. So it's interesting because Gasol had his most points since he joined the Raptors in game two. Uh, game one, 20 points. And it's funny, of course, people getting on my case. Well, Jason, you went on one of the FS1 shows and said he was not going to play much. Folks, you can't hit them all. I gave you Danny Green. Okay. I told you Danny Green was going to get the first basket and he was going to get over six and a half points. I missed on Gasol. I went with history as a guide. Look at the centers that the Warriors have faced. Clint Capella, unplayable. Zubak would start the game, maybe come back for a few minutes, non-factor. Now, I know you want to say Zubak is like 23, shut up, Jason. Fine, fine. Oh, let's go to Enos Cantor, who was dynamite in the first two rounds for Portland. And what happens in uh, the Golden State Series? He's unplayable, coming off the bench for games three and four. Like, centers don't play. Now, what I noticed the Raptors did was, yes, Curry put Gasol in pick-and-roll hell. But every time he came off the roll, the Raptors had three guys in the lane. Did you see that? They, like, oh, yeah. built a wall. It's funny. There was somebody who was telling me a joke about Canada building a wall uh, and the president of the United States and Mexico <laughs> and all that. The, the Raptors built a wall in the lane. And Curry, now, he ended up going to the line a lot. Uh, he was perfect from the line. But unlike against Portland where he would come off the screen and just hit threes, um, and Portland, my gosh, how do you not know to do something different? Uh, Toronto did a great job. And, you know, let's be honest, there isn't a third scorer out there without Kevin Durant, right? I mean, Igudala throwing up air balls? And
8: by the way, that Igudala injury could be you know
7: could significant tough, yeah. you could be looking at two starters a uh, two finals mvps not playing now and, and you don't even need his offense really it's really his defense well it's funny houston rockets fans will be like of course now igudala misses cuz in game 6 he was on fire against them i think he had like 20 points at like it's 5, like five for 8 yeah. yeah uh he couldn't throw it in the ocean uh draymond green 2 for 9 you know uh looney hit his shots cousins 0 for uh, 0 for 2 um they shot they made 12 of 31 threes, which isn't bad. Uh the turnovers killed them. Obviously, 16. Draymond was a culprit. And Pascal Siakam had a f- tremendous game. But here's the thing I don't think many people care that much about the finals. Gavin, I don't. I think this is all about free agency and what does Kevin what does it mean for Kevin Durant? And again, I you know uh you guys like to talk about Kevin Durant has rabbit ears. Uh I'm gonna read three headlines. May 15th, San Francisco Chronicle. Are the Warriors better without Kevin Durant? I could have told you then unequivocally no. May 17th on NBA.com. Warriors miss Kevin Durant, but do they need him? Obviously. ESPN, May 27th. The real reason. Golden State thrives without Kevin Durant. Okay. yep, That's Perfect timing. Game one, they get their butts kicked. And listen, that was a double-digit game there at the end, wasn't it, Gavin? I mean... I don't think Golden State led in the second half. They need Kevin Durant. And now it's funny because Durant sees all this. Here's the chatter. Everybody doing a 180. Oh, wait, wait. They do need him. And now it's setting up for him to stay, I hope. All right, uh, Gavin, let me quickly do this R.J. Barrett topic. I know you like the draft. Um, uh, NBA draft, I'm a geek about it. And there was an interesting story, I think it was Friday, about R.J. Barrett, Knicks not enamored they could be looking to trade down which is crazy it's a three-person draft okay so I did look this up RJ Barrett as a 18 year old averaged 22 seven and four no teenager in the history of college basketball teenager has averaged 27 uh, 22 seven and four RJ Barrett is not 19 yet Okay. Now, Penny Hardaway did 22-8-6. 22 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. He was 21 years old. R.J. Barrett put up Penny Hardaway numbers and people are supposedly downing him. I think it's the opposite, Gavin. I think what's out there is, oh, we don't love R.J. Barrett. I wouldn't be shocked if R.J. Barrett went second. It would not shock me. Now, I know for a fact, fact, that R.J. Barrett is exactly what you want in these NBA finals, okay? Look at the players who are exceeding expectations. Guys on the wing, Igudala, um, what's it? Pascal Siaka, monster game. Danny Green, long wing. Kawhi Leonard, long wing. You need that length. Now, Barrett's not a great defender, but I do believe that he has the potential to be. I don't, could he be Paul George? Well, you can, yeah, you can learn
8: defense, too.
7: Yeah, so exactly. Let, Paul, Listen, Paul George came out of Fresno and was like the 10th pick. Nobody thought he would be—was he first-team All-NBA? I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. He'll be third-place third MVP. Nobody thought that a couple years in the league. Now, Paul George did lead the Pacers to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think twice against LeBron, right? Remember that dunk he had on Birdman? I was watching with my kids, and Paul George did like a crossover in the lane and just yammed all over Birdman. And, I, you know, I'm not a huge Reggie Miller guy, but he was announcing it, and he had like a great call on the dunk. Um, And go look that up on YouTube. Paul George, one of the best—it was the game where him and LeBron were going at it, and then Paul George hit like a—or maybe it was LeBron—hit a 30-footer at the end of the quarter, and then they dapped each other up going to the sideline— I mean, I'm telling you guys, Paul George is outstanding. Nobody saw this coming out of Fresno. Let me ask you, Gavin, will R.J. Barrett be a better pro than Andrew Wiggins? I, I think yes. I, there, I
8: think there's absolutely a possibility.
7: Andrew Wiggins, totally one-dimensional. He has not developed... And he has an effort issue. I don't think R.J. Barrett's going to yeah, have Yeah, no, R.J. Barrett... Um, somebody told I read somewhere that he was called he was nicknamed the Maple Mamba because he was Kobe like, which is a pretty cool nickname. Uh, he was he was Kobe like in high school in Canada or for whatever Canadian team he played for. That is a fact. That is he an was an actual, the Maple Mamba. Is yep, that real? Okay. That is an actual. Um, now this uh, we talked to Demar Derozan earlier. Um, Tanya was calling Demar Derozan a star. He probably is or was.
8: I think he was because. You almost have to have somebody on a team, like Bradley Beal. Is he a star?
7: I would take Yeah, I yeah. love Bradley Beal. Yeah, Much absolutely. better than DeRozan. All right. Can R.J. Barrett be better than DeMar DeRozan, which would make him like a four- or five-time all-star and like the number one or two player on a 50-win team? Yeah. I, I, 100%. Yeah. So this stuff about the Knicks not wanting him, and they might trade back to be, what, the 8-10 to 10 range? I, I, I don't know. I I just
8: I can't get behind that. Can you? No, it's a like you said. It's a three person draft. There are some guys. I like the kid out of Temple Culver, right? Um, but uh, no,
7: no Texas Tech. Texas Col- Tech Culver, yeah, yes. Yeah. Now, how um, about this as a as a hot tape? Pelicans David Griffin is in talks with the Knicks, and Griffin says, "Hey, I talked to Zion. Zion likes RJ, but we don't really want him in the trade. We'd, we'd rather have two picks." Is that a scenario that could possibly happen? Now, they were tight at Duke. And I'm not saying there's any issues there. No reason not to like R.J. Barrett. But I. is it possible that David Griffin is like, hey, I'd rather have 8 and 10 than 3. I've already got one. Maybe Griffin knows we need a lot of guys. I would rather take the kid uh, Fran Fraschilla was talking about here on the show, Jackson Hayes, and... Um, Kobe White, or, uh...
8: Interesting. So, I, I'm just,
7: I'm floating ideas. I just don't believe that the Knicks don't want R.J. Barrett. I just refuse to believe that. And there
8: that. was this, you saw the story about the Grizzlies, like, apparently R.J. Barrett declined to work out with them. Oh. There was, yeah, that came out yesterday, I believe. Well, it's weird.
7: Memphis is he, in a he tough wants spot. To go to the Knicks. And when I tweeted out that the draft was, the lottery was rigged, so many people just killed me. Not the way they killed Gottlieb for his R.J. Hampton take, um... But people came after me. And it's so funny because, oh, look, nobody wants to go to Memphis. Remember, Luka Doncic was like, I'm not working out for Memphis. Porzingis, was it Porzingis? Somebody a couple years ago was like, no thanks on Memphis. They can't get free agents. When the Lakers miss the playoffs, it's no big deal. They still make a lot of money, right? They're the Lakers. They have a huge TV deal. Memphis is hemorrhaging money hemorrhaging they can't miss the playoffs they're like the pacers the mid-major teams cannot miss the playoffs their tv deals aren't that lucrative and all of a sudden memphis gets the uh memphis gets shafted um in the in the lottery and they they don't get one they get two um in in a three-player draft so i there's a lot of speculation on this stuff um we're gonna do odell beckham here in a sec no are we yeah we might now we're going to do Odell Beckham at the 30, our interview. Um, but coming up next, I really have to talk to you about this, about the ratings. Now, Gavin is a big Toronto defender. Um, not really, but kind of. Uh, and he's <laughs> have financially invested. That's more of it. He's financially invested <laughs> in the Raptors. I'm of the opinion that America doesn't care about the Raptors. America doesn't yet care about Kawhi Leonard. Hardcore basketball fans do. And this idea that the Raptors... Uh, can keep Kawhi, I still think it's total balderdash. I do not see it happening at all. Win or lose, I think Kawhi's gone. He came there, got him to the finals, they had a great you know, run, it was fun, and now I think he wants to move on. Now the question is, are people going to kill Kawhi for leaving if they win or lose? Now if he wins the title, they've got it out, right? Well, I won. Now I'm going to move on. But Gavin, do you think that Toronto will hate Kawhi Leonard if he leaves? No, especially if they win the title. What
8: if they lose? I think even if you lose, I actually think playoff experience matters the most in the NBA. So I think it actually means a lot to Siakam and the other guys that they're getting this Mm -hmm. finals run. I honestly think they'll be forgiving or they'll understand why he's leaving okay um,
7: they'll understand yeah. in the summer will they understand next january when the raptors are 14 and 25 hey, you don't and know head man. To the lottery
8: <laughs> what if the raptors end up with ad <laughs> oh
7: my god oh another rental
8: yeah well hey by the way the take i will not yes! stand for is that no, no no i will not stand for this trade is was a failure if they don't win like, I haven't even heard that. Who said that? Yeah, I. there are some people on this network on these very oh, weekends that have that taken. Oh, I disagree. On these
7: weekends.
8: They had The franchise has never even
7: been there. So yeah, No, no. This yeah. trade is a win. I was wrong. I thought it was a dumb trade. Uh, it's a smart trade. Very smart by Ujiri. Pretty damn good GM. All right, let's break here. Coming up next. So all you'll hear about is the finals ratings stink. And, of course, Gavin will remind you that they don't count Toronto. The second layer to that is, well, who cares about the ratings? Nobody cares about the ratings. Nobody should care. No, uh, that's a hundred thousand percent wrong. I'm going to tell you why you should care, and it's tied toward finances of the league, bigger contracts, all the trappings that you've loved in July and free agency. Stick around for that. It's next.
4: I don't
1: care.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum, bum,
11: bum, 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 Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state. Back here
7: on Fox Sports r- Radio. What song is this, Iowa Sam? Interesting. It's no Old Town Road, but... Uh. Oh! Oh! <laughs> wow! So you're not a fan. Oh. I hate that song. Lil Nas X. So it's, and I hate to bring it one up the One hit wonder time, in the
1: making. Yeah, he is going to hey, be enjoy a Enjoy your hit time, one. buddy.
7: So it's funny. I, I My kids came home and they were like, can you play Old Town Road on Alexa? <laughs> and I hear it. I'm like, what is this garbage? So I look it up on my phone to see like where this guy came from. He was just some guy who wanted to make music. He put a couple songs on SoundCloud that did nothing. And then he made this song as like some response to some game on some app called TikTok. And this is when I realized I'm old AF and I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Uh, TikTok. And then I mentioned TikTok to my kids, and they're like, oh, yeah, this kindergartner that they know ha- has like an account on his parents' app. And I'm like, just stop, stop. I- I'm lost.
4: <laughs> this guy,
1: Little Nas X, this is his name, right? Little yeah, Nas X? Lil, Lil Nas X. He is like the Beatles of school children. There's a video of him performing we in front we of a gym. About this. Okay. About it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and they're going wild. Actually, wild.
8: Actually, my favorite part of that video is there's one kid who yells out Old Town Road before he sings it as if he has any <laughs> other song to choose from.
7: That's great. It is funny because I show my kids that. And, and Sam, I'm telling you, all of second grade at my kid's school, if this song comes on, it's like they're in a trance and they just all start doing the same Fortnite dances. And I tried, people are like, you have to watch the video to understand. I go to YouTube. I'm like what the hell is this? I don't understand what this video is. Like It's a cult. It does kind of feel like that, but it it does feel like he's going to be a one-hit wonder. But the number one stat I saw was the record for most streams was Drake in My Feelings and Old Town Road has passed it. That's crazy.
1: It, it's funny that Billy Ray Cyrus has sort of rode the coattails of this one-hit wonder back to prominence. So he's trying As a to- musician
7: yeah, so and now it he's got, the father of Miley got, Cyrus. It got kicked off the col- country charts. I think that's controversial. What kind of it. Yeah, yeah, controversy sells.
8: No, but then Billy Ray Cyrus, probably the least res- least most respected, you know, country artist brought it in back to country or well, something. I thought he it's was
7: just, I thought he was respected. Didn't he have a I, good I, album back in the day? I,
8: I think that's the joke though. Is he he's that hmm. he's a one-hit wonder and now he's known for being Miley Cyrus's dad. <laughs> so is that really I don't know. It's not like. Yeah. It's not like Willie Nelson,
7: you know. He's not an OG. All right. So back to sports a moment. I'm sure if the big boss, Scott Shapiro, is listening, he's like, what are you guys talking about? But he has little kids. Scott, you know what's going on. All right. Why should you care about NBA ratings? This is one of the most frequent questions I get on Twitter. Why should fans care about ratings? Why do you care? Why do players care? Okay. If you look at broadcasts in 1988, the top 100 TV broadcasts 1988, 25 of the 100 were sports. By 2008, 25 had jumped to 43. So nearly half of the top 100 broadcasts on TV were sports in 2008. In 2018, the top 100 broadcasts on television, whether it's whatever's on ABC, NBC, Fox, all that stuff, 89 of 100 were sports. 89 of 100 were sports. That's because sports are DVR-proof. You have to watch them. It's tough to record a game like Gavin when he goes to the Angels game. It's tough to record the NBA and come back without knowing. It's just tough. Everybody watches the sports. When did the salary cap spike? Oh, look... Look at that. It's when the super team started. LeBron James is the reason for the super teams. Well, the Celtics technically, but LeBron couldn't get past the Celtics. He forms the heat super teams. and if you look at the ratings in NBA uh NBA ratings, they start to go up significantly as LeBron's heat ascend. Well, guess what happens to TV ratings in the finals? Spurs Nets 15 years ago is total crap. Spurs Nets was garbage. Nobody cared. Rock bottom was Spurs Pistons. And that went seven, Gavin. It was like 89, 83 in in some of the games. It was awful. The product sucked. Nobody cared. The ratings were awful. So LeBron gets a super team, goes to the finals. Ratings go up. Guess what's happening? Oh, the NBA's negotiating a new TV deal. Wait a sec. More ratings equals more advertising dollars. More advertisers. We're going to charge you, says the NBA, more for the new TV deal. Folks, this is basic stuff. Like, take a business class, for crying out loud. The NBA negotiates a new TV deal. For its TV partners, ESPN and TNT. And as a result, guess what skyrockets? The salary cap goes through the roof. Salary cap means what? All the players get paid more money. Are you linking these dots? I mean, your kid can connect these dots on a menu at a restaurant. More ratings. Higher TV deal. Higher TV deal equals higher salary cap. Higher salary cap evil equals Chris Paul getting $44 million in a couple years. Everybody wins. And it's all because of LeBron and the super teams. So, Rob Parker and all my buddies, I don't know what boat cowherds in or Skip or Shannon, all these guys who want to blast the super teams bad for the league, all these media members writing about the super teams are bad. You've got it wrong. You've got it backwards. Super teams are great. So what happens when a non-super team, the Toronto Raptors, gets to the finals? Game one, lowest finals ratings in 10 years. Super teams, good. Everybody wins. Now, Steve Hartman is coming up next here. I see him walking the halls. Um, He's going to come and talk to me during the break. He better be on board with this. I know Isaac is. I know Gavin is. We need this network in lockstep. Super teams are good for the NBA. For the people in the back, Kevin Durant on the Warriors is great for the NBA. LeBron forming a super team in Cleveland was great. LeBron forming a super team in LA would be greater. The Knicks having a super team would be great. Ratings matter for all the reasons I laid out. Now, don't tweet me and ask about this. Listen to the damn segment. Pull it off the podcast. I'm going to make Gavin, personally, I'm going to say if you put one segment on, it's got to be about TV ratings. I need you guys to understand this. I want to make you make you smarter sports fans. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, we're going to talk to a media guy in Cleveland about the debacle so far that has been Odell Beckham and the Browns. Did you see his coach called him out this week? <laughs> and Odell went on Instagram last night and said something. We'll talk about that next. But first, Isaac Lowenkron
12: with the latest in sports. Jason, this week, a surgical procedure is going to be the rule for Jaw. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting today that point guard Ja Morant, the presumptive number two pick in the upcoming NBA draft, is going to undergo a minor scope on his right knee to remove a loose body on Monday. Moran is expected to be fully recovered in three to four weeks. Golf in round three at the memorial. Tiger Woods making a big time charge. Four birdies in his first eight holes today, so he has shaved four strokes off his deficit. He is now within three shots of the lead. Tiger now at six under par overall, three behind co-leaders Troy Merritt, K.H. Lee, and Martin Kymer. And still 10 holes remaining today in round three. For Tiger At the U.S. Women's Open, Mimiko Higa of Japan has a one-shot lead after two rounds. Coverage on Fox at 2 Eastern both today and tomorrow. Back to Jason McIntyre in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car seen it covered it talk to farmers
12: we
11: are farmers underwritten by farmers truck fire insurance exchanges and affiliates products not available in every state
12: jason you'll notice i went kind of quick there to prevent hartman
7: from storming into your
11: studio (sighs) you're
7: welcome (laughs) thank you isaac and sorry for that sneeze i forgot the cough button Actually, Uh, I think it enhanced it, actually. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm your sneezing host, uh, Jason McIntyre. Coming to you live from cloudy Los Angeles and the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Our next guest, we had to talk NBA for two and a half hours, but I just had to get in this NFL topic. So we're having Kenny Rhoda, 1480 WHBC in Cleveland, coming on to talk about the Cleveland Browns. Kenny, good afternoon. How are you?
14: Good afternoon. Uh, Glad to be joining you guys. Yeah, we're talking Browns 24-7, 365 now. Uh, LeBron's gone. The Indians stink right now, so it's, Browns, Browns, and more Browns.
7: No Colin Sexton on your uh, June uh, docket, huh?
14: (laughs) No. uh, We we played into June four consecutive years, so it is a little different not uh, being a part of these uh, NBA finals. uh, But, uh, you know, the Browns are front and center. Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., Miles Garrett on paper, uh, the best team in the AFC North.
7: Uh, Wait a sec, Kenny. Hold hold Better than the Pittsburgh Steelers? Absolutely
14: absolutely when you look at think about what the steelers just lost they lost uh, their two best offensive weapons now they have uh, a hall of fame caliber quarterback uh in what his 15th 16th year whatever it is for for roethlisberger um who's going to step up on that offense and provide other than, than junju smith schuster uh connor has fumbling issues uh, he did uh, a nice filling job last year can he continue to do that this year for the Steelers, what other receivers are going to step up? Who's the backup to Ben if he goes down? Uh, You know, they still have a questionable secondary. When Joe Hayden's your best corner, um, you've got some issues back there. Great pickup uh, in the draft, uh, getting a middle linebacker to replace Shazier, but uh, can they put pressure on the quarterback? And then you look at the Browns. The Browns are built on the defensive line as deep as anybody in the NFL, and McCoy is still a possibility to add depth there. Uh, You've got Baker Mayfield at quarterback who uh, had an outstanding rookie season. You've got Odell Beckham Jr. and and Jarvis Landry rejoining, uh, you know, each other at the NFL level like they did at LSU. And you've got three running backs uh, that, uh, you know, a lot of teams would love to have. So on paper, yeah, I think they're the best team in the AFC North.
7: Kenny coming in hot. Uh, Very well said. Um, but no, it's the, the answer is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can, can Baker Mayfield have a, his second win over a team with a winning record before we crown him? I mean, I know he was good last year. I had him as the rookie of the year, but uh, Kenny, we got to slow down, and now hey, Baker is a young leader of this team, on a team with right. zero playoff experience. I think one of their, uh, most guys with playoff experience is their punter, I believe, or maybe their kicker, someone on special teams. But uh, I want to start with uh, the big news this week. Freddie Kitchen's I don't know if you're going to call it a shot or a jab, um, but it's clear in that press conference when he was not happy that Odell Beckham has not been in Cleveland since the trade.
14: Yeah, one for nine in OTAs, organized team activities. Now, they are voluntary, and in the CBA, the players fought for that to make these voluntary, so he did not break any team rules. He, he had the choice of coming uh, or not uh, coming to Berea to be a part of this. He was there uh, for the first of, of the OTAs to introduce himself to his teammates, and he's been gone. And, and the interesting thing about this and where maybe uh, you know, you're know you questioning whether or not they're, they're the best team, I will say this. Freddie Kitchens is a huge question mark for this team mm-hmm. as the head coach. Did a great job of taking over the offensive reins in the second half of the season and uh, he gets the job based on what he was able to do in developing uh, Baker Mayfield and the the offensive output uh, that they created last year. But now he's doing something he's never done before, and that's be a head coach at any level. So to me, that's the biggest question mark with this team, and we saw that with what you're talking about, uh, Freddie Kitchens, and his comments pertaining to Odell Beckham Jr. During about the first eight OTAs, when Odell only showed up for one, Freddie was saying he's not worried about it. Uh, He had plans, you know, uh, before, um, you know, he was traded, so he's got to take care of things. He's a veteran. He's fine. He'll be fine. Uh, We're not worried about it. And then at the last OTAs, that's the press conference you're referencing, and uh, when asked, you know, what did he miss? A lot, the entire offense. So it was a complete 180 for Freddie Kitchens on that last day. Now, we got word today that Odell said he will be there for a mandatory minicamp and so uh, they're not finding him. He didn't break any rules, but he did miss a lot of time. And I guess eventually that rubbed Freddie the wrong way.
7: Yeah, we're talking with Kenny Rhoda, 1480 WHBC in Cleveland. So, Kenny, let me first ask you this. Why Why do you feel there was an about face from Freddie Kitchens? Did, did the team possibly just look awful in practice? I know Juice Landry didn't practice. But why all of a sudden did he flip the script and uh, maybe he got, was there a video I missed from Odell on Instagram partying somewhere? Like what what, what happened? Why why the change?
14: Uh, I'm not sure if it was the Rolls Royce that has the hood ornament of Odell Beckham Jr. on it that he just wrapped and, and purchased. I'm not sure if it was the new Nike ad uh, where he's the Statue of Liberty in New York making the one-handed catch and then uh, he, he breaks into the Browns uniform and all that, the hype that, uh, you know he was getting social media wise, or maybe uh you know there there was some uh you know pushback from the players in the locker room, uh, you know wondering when when is this superstar gonna be here with us uh you know aren't, aren't we important to to be around as teammates so uh, I'm not sure exactly what triggered that, maybe all of the above um but um yeah, it was a complete one eighty, and it did I was surprised he didn't do it sooner, but I really don't have a problem with Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, missing uh, the, the OTAs. Ask the San Francisco 49ers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Washington Redskins who lost players for the year in OTAs if they wish maybe those guys uh, didn't show up and were available for when real training camp rolls around. Interesting.
7: Kenny, let me ask you this. Baker was there, obviously. Yep. Juice Landry's hurt. Was Miles Garrett there?
14: Miles Garrett was there, absolutely. Okay. Uh now, he had a couple of the days off, but he was there. He participated. Uh, the only other player that was not there, to my knowledge, with the OTAs on a uh, you know, regular basis was Duke Johnson, and that's because uh, he wants traded. So there was no way he was going to participate, possibly get hurt, and thus he would not be able to be traded. Nobody would want him. So Duke Johnson, the uh, I would guess you would call him the, the backup running back right now until Kareem Hunt is made uh, eligible to play again in the NFL, he wasn't there, and your starting wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't there.
7: Wow, Odell! Uh, I get the Duke Johnson. You're telling me every other player on the team was there except for Odell Beckham.
14: It took, to my knowledge, from what <laughs> I didn't go out to camps. All right, because I'm on right around when you know they're going through camps and they're having their press conferences. Okay, to my knowledge, everybody else was there, and uh, unless you know it didn't come out or. Uh, there were guys that were there that didn't participate. There were a few of those, like you mentioned, which used Landry. But for, yeah, to, to my knowledge, uh, the rookies were all there. Uh, the players were all there. But the, those were the two that were missing in action.
7: Well, now that is super interesting. Kenny wrote a uh, Gavin, we're going to have to have Kenny back on here because I don't think this is the end of this. Now, again, Odell Beckham did say on Instagram he's coming next week. Uh, yep. So, Kenny, that should be fun. But again, I, I just leave it on this note. Like, when you're building a young team and you, you got. Got a lot of new pieces to fit together you want to build camaraderie hang out together uh, everybody but one guy who's filming commercial and is buying a rolls royce that, that's not a good look
14: it's not a good look but in about a month or a month and a half is anybody really going to remember that
7: very very honest, that's right total totally could be accurate on that spot on uh, so you know let's yep.
14: see if it festers
7: if it lingers and becomes
14: a problem. If he comes in and, uh, you know, he, he's hanging with all the guys and they're going out, the camaraderie, uh, the the team building and all that is happening, and uh, he, he goes out there and he's there for every day of, of training camp and going through everything else, uh, or everything everybody else is going through, nobody will remember that he was one for nine in OTAs. Hell, he could be playing for the Indians right now, batting one for nine.
7: <laughs> Kenny Rhoda, great stuff. Thank you very much. Kenny Rhoda, 1840 WHBC in Cleveland. Have a good weekend, Kenny. Enjoy Odell next week. Will do. Thanks, you. All right. Hey, listen, that's good stuff. I didn't realize, did you, Gavin, that it was everybody except for Odell Beckham? I mean, that's not a good look. I mean, Miles Garrett's out here busting his hump. Listen. He's the number one overall pick. Juice Landry's hurt, but he's there. There is something to building camaraderie, hanging out, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, coming up next, we'll wrap up the show here on Fox Sports Radio.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing, and a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers.
11: Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
10: Yo,
7: yo, yo, back here on Fox Sports Radio. What a show so far. This Odell Beckham stuff cracks me up. So, Gavin, I just want to recap it for you. The entire Cleveland Browns roster was at OTAs except for two guys. According to Kenny Rhoda, Odell Beckham and Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson wants to be traded. He's probably going to be traded. I understand that. Odell Beckham just got there. Hey, is that Pitbull? Yeah. Dolly! I don't mind a little Pitbull. I like a little Pitbull. Gosh, this show has been solid. Um, we got some good stuff coming up the rest of this month. So, Gavin, can you get the date for the NBA draft for me? Because um, Steve Hart, uh, Steve Hartman's got to show up next. Uh, and he also does the show Sunday. He said they him and Dante June 20. I got to put that in my calendar now. Steve Hartman said him and Dante Jones basically do an entire four-hour just NBA trade rumor show every Sunday. I'm going to have to check that out tomorrow. Although, I got a soccer tournament, um, as I mentioned earlier, a dad soccer tournament. So I played in one earlier. We got annihilated, but it was a different team. I was just getting my beak wet in soccer, having not touched a ball in a long time. So now I'm training with my son daily just to get the touchdown. Um, I will say this. Both my kids will be at the game tomorrow. The game's, and I will have them with cameras getting video oh, footage. We, There's now, gonna be if we don't get Instagram stories or of that. Be, will, will be. Yeah, Sammy, working on some celebrations now. I want to add this. So my guy Daniel Jeremiah, you know Mr. Chargers, he comes on this show. He called me out for my basketball video on social media, and I was, I was, I was like, wait, 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 you're telling me. Girls and boys, young men and young women can go to the gym and do all this stuff and put their videos on, but an old guy like myself can't do that? Like, what's going on? That's not fair. What was his problem? He was mostly making fun of me like, Jay, if I had seen you set up a camera to make a bunch of baskets, I would have been like, bro, what, what are you doing? But, and I got to say, I think this is a generational thing, right? Okay. What about the workout videos
8: though? When you have the the video of yourself or you, yep. you set that down
7: and- so sometimes I work out with a buddy and we'll get videos of each other like losers. You know, joke around. Ha, ha, ha. Other times, yeah, I'll just set it down, hit video and do the workout. Now, Sam is laughing at me because he thinks it's losery. You <laughs> Here's try? the thing. You're laughing. It's fine. I get it. I was at FS1 one day and I was talking to Carissa Thompson. Uh, super friendly, massive following. Now, she is a young woman who is, you know, attractive and very talented and she's on big-time TV shows. And she has huge followings. I'm like, boy, you really grew your Instagram. She's like, oh, yeah. And she starts giving me these tips. And I'm like, oh. And I'm just – she's a different generation. A little, she's, like, younger than me. And I just don't even think of it. And and I actually said to her, I'm like, so how do you get the video? She's like, I just put my phone down and record. And I'm like, oh. I hadn't even – that had not crossed my mind. Now, this was six or seven months ago. And then I did a couple, and then I stopped, and then I – I'm like, Okay. And now I've noticed the engagement, Gavin, on those videos are significant. Wow. Do they,
8: are they questioning
7: your uh, technique or anything? Uh, or? You get a couple of those jabronis like, oh, no, you need to tuck your elbows in. And I'm just like, you're okay, not letting I'm, anyone work in. I'm like, dude, do you <laughs> think, I'm not trying to be the rock here. Okay. <laughs> um, but it is interesting because and it's weird and it's tough to. To actually, like, say this without sounding dumb, but there's a lot of young guys out there who hear somebody on radio or see them on TV, whether it's a show, sports, whatever, and they're like, this guy somehow did something right to get there. What did he or she do right? And I guess I'm just trying to show people, like, you can't just be tunnel vision on sports. You've got to hang with the family. you got to do, you got to get in the gym and get healthy. You've got to uh, play sports. you got to read non-sports books. You've got to look at this article. So I'm giving, like, a picture of what I did to get where I am, wherever that is. And it is different for everybody. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it, I will say I find Instagram infinitely more fun than Twitter. Would you agree or no? Oh yeah. And there's
8: also a, a significant less amount of negativity, negativity
7: on Instagram. Boom. Right. That nailed it on Twitter. It's basically, it's just like, I'm trying to be funny or take people down or be a jerk and, I just, for me, I don't need that negativity. You know, a lot of people, when they wake up, the first thing they do is they look at their phone. And if you look at your Twitter, you're going to just look at your mentions and get negativity. So I've stopped doing that in the morning. I don't need waking up in the first 10 minutes of my day looking at negative stuff.
8: Now, to that point, I will say one of the most annoying things about Instagram is all of the motivational quotes stuff like
7: see now, people find that cheesy. I don't know, man. The
8: rock is the only one to me that's allowed to do it. What about Kevin Hart? I haven't seen
7: his or, or he's pretty. I mean, maybe he doesn't do quotes, but he's very positive and motivational. I think the more if you i I heard somebody smart say this recently. You are who you surround yourself with. And if you're going to surround yourself with negativity on social media, you're going to be negative. I agree with that. You're going to be a hater. Don't be a hater, people. Uh, Podcast will be up soon. Great show today. Thank you, Iowa. Sam, Gavin, uh, Isaac on the notes, the young new guy whose name I still don't know, Chris. Um, Have a great weekend. Pray I don't get injured playing soccer tomorrow.